Hello and welcome to the Congleton Town Football Club podcast. It's been a washout for the men's first team this week with both games being postponed. So striker Max McCarthy will be fresh and raring to go as he reflects on his career so far. Also this week, we'll hear again from women's player Holly Wurzwick as she shares an update ahead of undergoing brain surgery for the fifth time next week. But first, let's speak to Max McCarthy on a career which during his first spell at Congleton saw him move to Stoke City. After a few different clubs, he's now back at the Cleric Stadium and his hometown club. So first of all, Max, welcome to the Congleton Town Football Club podcast. Thank you very much. Good to be uh, finally getting on with you. It's good to have you on, Max. So obviously, there's no maybe no games the last week and a bit. How frustrating is that as a player? Uh, it's always frustrating to have games fall off, especially over like it has been a two-week period and not great having dropped points the last game that we were out as well. So it would have been nice to get back out and maybe bounce back. But as you say, you can't do much about what the weather's doing, can you? And I was going to ask you what you do on a Saturday when your game is called off. But you, like a number of the first team players, we're down watching the reserves. I think it's just important to get behind the lads that could potentially be playing with us at some point or, as was the case Saturday, some of the lads from our team that had gone and played for the reserves at that time. And I just think it's important to get behind uh, a local club as well. And obviously it's part of our club. So, Max, let's talk about your career now. There's so much to it. You've been at various different clubs, some really kind of exciting opportunities. Now you're back at Congleton as well. And I'm sure a lot of the Congleton fans are delighted to see you back in a Congleton shirt. Um, So what are your earliest memories of playing football? Uh, my earliest memories is when I was uh, about six, seven years old when I was playing for Vale Juniors down at Back Lane with all the kids that I went to school with. So we all started in Congleton and then moving forward from that, I went on to play for Crow Alexandra when I was younger as well. So that uh, probably my earliest memories. And when you were at Vale Juniors, first of all, was it just for fun, kind of enjoyment or did you kind of want to go down that path and take football a little bit more seriously? I think when you're that young, it is just because you have like a love for the game and you just want to play. As I got a bit older, it, it, I came to see that I could potentially do something with football and that was the path I took with that. When did the move come about to crew Alexandra? Were you spotted in a in a game and then they asked you to go and be part of their academy? We played against them in a normal game, really, and then they sort of picked up me from there where I was playing. Uh, I obviously impressed them and then I went uh, to there at nine years old. Uh, and I stayed there till I was 14. So how did you find those five years at Crew? Uh, it was very good. It brought me on, obviously, a lot as a player in, within like the academy system. And it's Crew are one of the best academies in the country, uh, I believe. So um, it, it was very good coaching and very good football. So and obviously, I was playing with a lot of lads that I know locally. Uh, and I went to school with as well because it's not too far away from here. So it was, yeah, it was very good. What was the biggest thing you learned during that time? You sort of learn who you are as a player. When you're that young, a lot of it's just about like playing and progressing and they're trying to make you into a player to move on and up their ranks and through their academy and push on towards, uh, you know, scholars, pros. And then obviously you, you reach the first team as well, which I didn't. But that was what the that was what it was like playing for them. There was a lot of progression. There was a lot of... The coaching was very good. And I came on a lot when I was a lot younger. So when you left crew, was that... Did you go straight to Fylde then? No, I played grassroots uh, in Stoke-on-Trent for two years. I played for Stoke Regional Talent Centre. That was up in uh, Fenton. Uh, and I also played for Abbey Ulton as well uh, when I was 15, 16. We played in under-17s league. Was that just a case of them waiting for the next kind of opportunity to arise in an academy? Did you always want to go back into an academy system? 
I think what it was was just going back to enjoying it because when I left crew, I, I left on sort of a sour note. I won't go into it, but I wasn't enjoying football as a young kid and that's what I wanted to be doing. So I think I just went back to playing with people that I knew and just playing grassroots at that point. I got used to just playing for German Ed, turning up on Saturdays and Sundays, playing with mates. And yeah, I definitely got that enjoyment back in those couple of years. And then you moved to Fyle. How did that move come about? I was looking to go into a sort of scholarship college programme when I was coming out of school because I didn't want, I didn't want to carry on uh, with like sixth form and A-levels uh, as a lot of people do. I wanted to carry on with football and then that came about when I just threw people that I've known. I think it was my old man at the time knew someone down there and I got the sort of message through that and then it all spiralled from there. So what did that involve, that programme? It was basically we'd go in, we'd train in the mornings, we'd uh, do a couple of hours training and then we'd do our college work uh, in the afternoon till about three, four o'clock. And that was so that was the main basis of what we did most days. Congleton fans know it is a bit of a trek. So were you having to do that going in there daily? Yeah, I was going there every day. It took me two hours to get there in the morning and then two hours to get back at night as well. Yeah, so it was a bit of a bit of a trek for me. At the time there were a club on the rise. They had their plans to go up to get to the leagues. Unfortunately they haven't reached it yet, but it's still a very good club and they've had a lot of success over the years. And I saw that as an opportunity to maybe progress and at the time stay with them and hopefully move up with them. Did you also play a couple of games for Congleton Town or Congleton Reserves at this point? Yeah, at the end of the first year and moving sort of into the second year at Fylde, they loan you or, or sort of dual register you with uh, men's teams that you're local to to get you that experience in the men's game, which I think is very good. Uh, and I played, I'd say, probably a couple of dozen games for the reserves and I got a couple of appearances for the first team in there as well, which was very good. We've heard many of the Congleton players talk about that step up. How important was that for you, getting that senior football, particularly kind of at your local team? I think it's very important for not just myself, but for any player to get that sort of experience, If you, especially if you come from sort of an academy background, because I feel like the levels between senior men's football and that sort of academy uh, sort of stuff and playing against people your own age can give you sort of a false reality of what the senior men's game's like. It's obviously a lot more physical and you learn a lot more about the game. So I, it brought me on leaps and bounds doing that, definitely. And during your time at Fylde, obviously you put a lot of commitment and dedication in to get there. How did you find that programme and being a part of that? What, what did you kind of learn? It was brilliant. We were obviously training four or five times a week for like, say, an hour and a half, two hours a time, at least on average. It brought me on, as I say, a lot doing that because it's it was like a full-time system. It was very good from like a personal point of view as well because the lads that uh, I was in a team with there, we did. We were, we were a very good side and they were also very good lads. In our second year, we got to the second round of the FA Youth Cup, I believe, and we played Chelsea uh, down at Cobham. So that was a very good experience as well. So that whole time at Fylde was brilliant. It was the 2020-21 season. Like you said, you played in the FA Youth Cup. You beat three professional academy teams and then you played Chelsea in the fourth round at the Chelsea's training ground. And I had a look out of interest who the, who was on the, the Chelsea team. And you've got the likes of Liv Ramento, who's obviously um, played for yeah. South Southampton, now plays at Newcastle, and Colwell, who plays for Chelsea. Um, what was that experience like to, to go down there and have that cup run? It was brilliant. The whole run to get there was fantastic. As you say, we beat Sunderland, Cambridge, and I can't remember off the top of my head who else it was, but we, we had a very good run. Uh, and getting down there, playing against the likes of those players who are now Premier League established players, 
and at the time were very developed players as well and they were it was a very very tough test and obviously we didn't come up uh, with the result in the end we got beat 2-0 but we put up a very good performance but playing against players like that it was very different they were very physically developed and they just they saw the game a different way to what we did at the time and that was a really successful season for you and the team. Uh, Fylde also won the Northwest Alliance Cup. Um, you played Altrincham in the final, and I'm, I'm right in saying that you might have scored in the final. I think two, in, in fact. Yeah, I did. I scored to make it two one, and then three one uh, in that final. So yeah, that sort of capped off our season really well uh, with the FA Youth Cup run, and obviously getting some silverware at the end of it to show as well. What was it that you think made that team so successful? we obviously done our first year together as well, so we, we all knew each other very well. And we were all the same people from the first year, so there was no new people. And we, it was like playing with your best mates day in, day out. And I think the group of lads we had there, we had a lot of characters, we had a lot of good players, and we had, we had a very good balance of what you needed to go on and win games. And I think that was probably the main formula. And we had a very good coach. We played under Comrade Prendergast uh, there as well. And he's, I believe he's still at file doing a bit there, and he was a very good coach as well. And actually, I read an interview with him and he, and, and he said that after that, he talked about the importance of building a winning mentality in football. How important is that to have that mentality? It's, it's one of the most important things you can have, I believe. If you don't go into any sort of situation in life without a winning mentality or especially football, I think you're setting yourself up to fail and lose, I think. because I think if you don't have that mentality, then you're not going to get very far. Do you feel that that winning men mentality is here at Congleton now? Oh, definitely, 100%. Especially after the season that they had last season. Obviously, I wasn't part of it, unfortunately, but it was great to see my local side doing so well. Uh, and I feel like, as I said, the balance we've got in the team now, we've got a lot of uh, older experienced lads as well as good, some good youth. I feel like the balance is very good and the mentality of the team with, is, is brilliant. What brings that mentality, is it? The, the success that, that has, has been, is it players themselves have all got to have that mentality? Is it got to be come from the management team? Where does that mentality come from? I think it's a mix of all what you just mentioned. Really. I think there's a lot of lads in that team with that winning mentality, as you say, uh, and are very driven to do all because I feel like outside of the game and inside it, you can be two different people. You can be whoever you want to be outside of it. When you step on the pitch, that winning mentality has got to come up. Uh, and obviously we've got um, Duffs and Griff as well, who are both ex-professionals. And I feel like that winning mentality is just instilled in them straight away with their backgrounds. And it helps, obviously, with the amount of fans we're getting at the moment as well. That's like sort of, that's a big, it spurs us on a lot with that mentality. So did you leave Fylde when your programme and scholarship ended? Yeah, I didn't get offered a pro contract with Fylde. So I left and then I originally did my pre-season with Congleton, yeah. And then it was the big move, wasn't it? You officially signed for Stoke at the start of September of that year. So how did this move all come about to Stoke City? Uh, it just became from pre-season. I think um, they heard about, I had a good appearance against, we played against the Port Vale side uh, in pre-season and I came off the bench and I think I got two in that game. And I think that was the week later I'd heard that Stoke could potentially, I think they'd phoned my dad. Uh, I went in, trialled with them and heard that wanted me to go and trial with them, I think, a week later. And then another week after that, they asked me to sign for them. So it, it all just changed drastically within like a couple of weeks. And I guess you weren't expecting that. If you'd have told me that before it happened, I'd have, I'd have probably laughed at you. But it was a really quick transition. Obviously, it was, it was mental. I think it's worth pointing out that you're a big Stoke City fan as well. Yeah, I've been to watch Stoke. Hundreds of times I went with my dad when we were in the Premier League and a bit when we, were in the, when we got relegated to the Championship as well. But I've been going, or was going to Stoke from about six 
six onwards to be fair. So I've um yeah, I'm a very big Stoke City fan. Um, you said that your dad took the the call initially. When he came off the phone and said it's Stoke City, they're interested. What did you think? I feel like it was one of those where I've I got I was very intrigued and excited by the prospect. But when he got that phone call, it wasn't a sure thing. So it was one of them. I just kept my head down and kept doing what I was doing. And obviously, the chance arose a week or so later. So when you go for a trial, what's it involved? What what do you have to kind of do? Is it a training session? Is it a game you put into? What what's sort of involved in a trial? My trial sort of went. I went down on the uh, the start of the week, and I was given. Uh, the kits to train with, and I was training with the under 18s at first, uh, and then I a few days later I moved up moved up with the 23s because I think they've been doing a few bits with the first team the first couple of days, so I stayed with the 18s, uh, and then after that we played Birmingham City at home at uh, the Bet 365, uh, and I was named as a trialist in that game, and I played in that game as well, uh, and I think it was after that. Uh, they asked me to sign. So I did a few days of training uh, and then I played a, a game for them as well, the under-23s against Birmingham. Well, what's it like as a player going into that sort of environment and obviously training at the club that you've watched many, many times before? It was very surreal at the time. I think I was very nervous, I won't lie, when I first went in. It was a very big transition because obviously nothing against any non-league clubs, but the, the, like, the pace and the fitness levels at that level are very, very different. So I went in and then at first I was nervous and I was a bit taken aback by what the standards were, but I feel like I came into my own a bit with that as time went on throughout the week. And you mentioned that you played in the trial game or against Birmingham City at the Bet365 Stadium. What was it like pulling on the Stoke City top for the first time and running out at the Bet365? It's definitely up there with one of the proudest moments of my life, having watched Stoke City growing up all through my life, been to the Britannia as I know it hundreds and hundreds of times and pulling on that shirt and going onto the pitch was, yeah, definitely the proudest moment of my life. So, so then what, what happened after that? Does somebody call, call you into the an office and say, we would like you to, to, to sign? Well, what they actually did was the, it was the day after the Birmingham City game, they asked me to come down for a quote-unquote trial game, which they were holding. Uh, and then I got called into that, and like, and I thought I was playing, so I took all my gear with me. And then I, the, I got there, and then they pulled me into the office and told me that they wanted me to sign forms with them. And obviously, that was I was very taken aback by that situation as well. Did you actually get to sign the contract? Do you know how you see whenever like any of the Premier League footballers or football league players, they sat sat down behind a table signing a contract. Well, was it anything like that? I did sign uh, an actual contract, but there wasn't any cameras there or anything, so it wasn't quite the real deal, but. It was very surreal moment for me, definitely. Did you ever think it would be possible? I feel like you don't really think about it and like until the the idea is put in your mind. It's it's one of those things where you think, as you're growing up, oh, I'd love to play for whoever. But I feel like that was my dream growing up to just play for Stoke City. And as I say, you don't really think about it and like strive to do it. I suppose until the idea and the reality of it gets put in front of you. So uh, that was my view on it. That period when you were at Stoke City, what was it like? It was brilliant. The first few months, I didn't quite settle in the position I was in and how, how hard I'd worked and how lucky I was. But it was definitely, I, I never took it for granted any day. I felt like I was just lucky to be there and I had to take my chances when I was there. What was the biggest thing you learned during your time there? Probably the standard of the game that you have to be at to be a professional footballer uh, and the standards that everyone trains that day in, day out. Uh, and the different sort of lifestyles that people live um, there and like how 
the game and sort of the lifestyle for the game is viewed by different people and how it is compared to non-league. I feel like that difference, it was just, it wasn't a good or bad thing. It was just very different to what I viewed the game as before I went in, during, and then when I came out of it as well. And during that time, did you have a couple of loan spells? Um, was it Stafford and Kidsgrove you went on loan to? Yeah, I went on loan to Stafford Rangers that are um, winter time. I, I can't actually remember the specific time I went to Stafford because I, it wasn't a very successful and I didn't really play many games there. But then I came back out, I did a couple more months with the, the 23s and then I went on loan to Kids Grove, I think, from about February or March uh, till the end of the season. And that was, that was a very good as well. And is that just a case of just going out and getting experience in senior football? Yeah, definitely. I feel like at that time when I went out on loan, I wasn't getting enough time with the 23s. Definitely getting that experience outside of that as well and getting that senior football in. And your Kids Grove loan was initially announced as a one-month loan, but then it did get extended, like you say, to the end of the season. Was that just a case of you were playing well and it suited everyone involved? I was doing well when I first went to Kids Grove. I started off, I scored on my debut and then I went on to score a few more after that. And I feel like it worked well for myself, Kids Grove and Stoke, for me to stay there till the end of the season. And it all it works well for all parties. And you mentioned there how you scored in your debut. You did. It was a late equaliser in a three-all draw on your debut. We'll talk more about debut goals later because you do seem to have a bit of a habit of scoring on your debut. It's always nice to make that kind of instant impression and get off to a good start. Yeah, I feel like definitely as a, as a, as a centre-forward, it's always good to mark your debut with a goal. So... I don't know, mate. I've just, I've just appeared to have a track record of scoring on my debut, it seems. And we're also going to talk about your relationship with Danny Cox, who's obviously now at Congleton. Um, people during your time at, at Kidsgrove do talk about your relationship on the pitch. Um, and when it was announced that Danny Cox and you were both coming to Congleton, it was also mentioned there. So what was it a, a, about your, your connection on the pitch that has got everybody talking? I think me and Cox, you've got similar mindsets of uh, on the pitch where we like to wind people up and sort of play the dark arts of the game. And I feel like that was probably first recognised at Kids Grove where we were we had a team that was very good at it, but me and Coxie and Coxie was sort of they saw us like a uh, the leader and the apprentice sort of thing. Uh, with me and Coxie as he as I say, we have similar mindsets to that sort of dark arts of the game and sort of getting in people's heads, winding people up. And I feel like it's it's it was a very good relationship and I have with Coxie and I still do as well as he's still a Congo and obviously with us. Coxie got the assist for my debut goal at Kids Grove away at Mosley. And he probably won't like me bringing it up because he didn't really mean to assist me. He had an open net to tap it into and it came off the post and landed to me. So he, he probably didn't mean to, but yeah, he, he did end up assisting my debut goal. How do you reflect on your time at Kids Grove? I really enjoyed it. It brought me on a lot as a player uh, doing that, obviously coming, getting two sides of the game during that year with Stoke uh, and Kids Grove as well, two very different styles of play. Uh, and it brought me on a lot as well. I think it helped me with getting a, a move at the end of my season with Stoke when I got released and it definitely helped towards that. Like you say, you had the one year at Stoke. Looking back now, how do you reflect on that time at Stoke? It was very up and down. Uh, I don't feel like I kicked on enough as I should have done due to whatever reasons I won't go into. There was a couple of factors that led into it, but I didn't kick on as much as I'd like to. And I do regret um, not kicking on, but it's water under the bridge now. I had a lot of time to reflect on that year, um, speaking to people, my, my family, my girlfriend and people around me. And I had a lot of self-reflection with what I did that year as well. Uh, and I feel like it did fuel me a lot for where I am now and what I did during that time and where I am now as well. But that spell, do you think it made you a better player? 
Oh, definitely, hundred percent. You don't realize how you how much you actually come on as a player when you just you've got the ball at your feet every single day. And I feel like your confidence grows with that, and then your confidence and your ability grows because you can see how much you're improving just by playing football day in day out. And I guess for you as well, seeing the players that you will have watched at the Bet Three Six Five Stadium, these pros that are training to, to very high standards. Does that kind of set the standard to you? You you can kind of see on the next pitch to to, to you or wherever, that's the standard that I want to be at. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'd argue that you pick up more just by watching them than playing with them because obviously with players like that, they are, they're not far off the, the top of the game of, of how high you can get within the sport. And those sort of players, um, we had a lot of experienced strikers and set forwards. And when I was there, Stephen Fletcher was there. And I learned a lot of him specifically as well, just because of his reputation in the game and what he's done. And I feel like watching players like that really brought me off. And then how difficult was it to then leave Stoke and then, I guess, trying to find a new club? To be fair, it wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be. I had a couple of uh, videos and clips that I had sent down by someone I knew from my time at Stoke. Uh, and I feel like I, I had a lot of, um, not to toot my own own, but I had quite a few clubs asking me to go and uh, train and look at me from that thing. So I feel like it, it did me very good in that sense. To say that you played for your boyhood club, not many players can say that. Yeah, it's definitely, it's it's something I'll carry with me for the rest of my life. It's definitely my, my proudest moment, 100%. Um, so going back to that summer when you left Stoke... You, you ended up at FC United. How did that summer pan out? Was that the, the first club that, that you kind of went to? Originally, uh, in that summer, I'd been, a, I'd been training with Warrington Rylands under David McNabb, who's now at Bury, and they were very interested in uh, signing me as well as FC United. But FC United came in uh, sort of midway through uh, pre-season, and I went to Jersey with them, and I did a, a little tournament in Jersey with them uh, after playing a trial game against Bury for them uh, about midway through pre-season. And you mentioned that pre-season tournament. It was the inaugural Bulls Cup. Um, FC United beat Jersey Bulls 6-1. And you actually scored the goal of the tournament. And it was a public vote. And you got over 60% of, of the votes. What was that experience like? Because obviously we see Premier League teams going off these off these tours to America and, and Australia and places like that. Obviously, non-league clubs don't have the budgets to do like that. But you got a chance to play in Jersey. You managed to get on a plane. Um, what, what was that experience like? To be honest, but playing football side of it was obviously very good uh, in terms of winning. We obviously won that cup, but it was about 35 degrees when we played in that uh, during the day. And we were playing right in the middle of the day on an Astro. But it wasn't very nice in that sense. But in the football sense of it and winning the cup was obviously very good. How, how did that pre-season go for you? Because it sounded like you scored goals. You, you obviously impressed them. Um, so how was that pre-season for you? Yeah, it was good to to find to show what I'd learned and what I'd sort of picked up when I was at Stoke because obviously that was the following season and I felt like that was the time when I really sort of people sort of heard about uh, what I was doing because I was obviously doing it on a decent platform of FC United. So I feel like that helped me a lot in terms of my career and pushing on from there and moving on so so on and so forth. So that was a very I'd say important time during my career so far. And you scored a last-minute winner in a 1-0 win over Witten Albion in the FA Trophy first qualifying round. Um, was that kind of a memorable goal? That was a very good win, obviously, in the Cup as well, going away to Witten Albion. Uh, and as we know, played them a couple of weeks ago. They're not, a, they're not an easy side to beat, but that was a good part of my FC United career, scoring that goal. 
So I think you played around about 14 appearances, scoring three goals for FC United. How do you reflect on that time? Because was it then when you moved to Scalmsdale? Was that kind of a loan move or, or, or was that a permanent deal? My time at FC was a bit up and down. I was sort of in the team one week and then I was out the next. And then a loan opportunity came uh, when the gaffer let me know at the time that Scalmsdale wanted to take me for a month just because they, I think they had a new manager. Uh, Richard Brody at the time and uh, I just saw it as an opportunity to play football due to not playing it a lot and very consistently FC United so that was uh, the reason why I saw the opportunity to go to Scalmsdale and you joined at the end of September this was in 2022 and if my records are correct seven appearances four goals in the league so that's a good record yeah, I definitely showed that I could go back to FC United and try and push my way back in with that sort of uh, with that record because I feel like that consistency with playing at Skelmersdale uh, really helped me and obviously getting those goals and getting my confidence up was a big part. Then, so did you return to FC United and then was it in January of the following year you then joined? I think it was Avro on a dual registration. It's a bit more complex than that. I went back to FC United, hopefully pushing back into the squad. I came back, played against Stella Bridge and I scored. And then it was sort of repeated the same sort of pattern. I was in and out of the team, starting one week down, I was on the bench. So originally, I actually went back to, uh, I tried to go back to Skelmsdale for another month just to sort of repeat the same sort of thing that had happened in the first place. But unfortunately, I went back to Skelmsdale for one game. And I got sent off, so I didn't play for about four weeks. Uh, and then after that, after that band was up, I played a couple more games for Skelmersdale and then I yeah, I made the move to Avro in January. But was that kind of a big thing for you to play football regularly and consistently? One, because you enjoy playing for football and that's what everybody wants to do is they want to start games or at least have a good chunk of minutes. And actually from a, de- a development point of view as well. Yeah, I feel like when you're younger and I think just for personally for me as well, I feel like playing football has always been more important to me than the level I'm playing it at. I think that's why over that year or so, I had a, I had a fair few clubs that uh, on my resume, I think, just because I wanted to get out and I wanted to play football because that's what I love doing. And I feel like I didn't get the satisfaction of really anything of just being in and out of squad, sitting on the bench. It wasn't doing it for me. It was another debut goal as well when you were playing for Avro. And it was a stunning goal as well. I think it might have been a goal of the season contender against Pilkington. Was this one of the best goals you've scored? Yeah, I'd, I'd probably say it was the best goal I've ever scored. I remember losing it on the halfway line, giving the ball away, and then I went straight back to win it up and I knocked a lad off the ball. And then I turned and started running the goal and I realised there was no one really up with me uh, and I had two or three defenders around me. So I sort of set myself up for the shot probably 30, 35 yards out and I just put my foot through it and it cannoned in off the right-hand post and into the far side. So it was very special. And one thing that we'll come on to later, even when your goal's at Congleton, since you've come back, do you score tappings? Uh, I don't know. I feel like I seem to score the harder ones and miss the easy ones, as you say. But I think the only tapping I've had at Congleton was probably in the uh, 7-0 winning. That was probably the most tapping-like goal, I should say. The rest have, I've had to do the work for. But yeah, I suppose you could say I've, I haven't really... I've not, I don't score many tappings. <laughs> um during your time at Avro, was it an injury-disrupted spell whilst you were there? I tore my MCL in March, I believe it was, or late February against Northwich Victoria at home. And um, I didn't play again for another six months. I didn't play again until August, I don't think it was. Uh, so I had a very long time out and it affected me quite a lot with my football. And it was very unfortunate. And at the time, obviously Avro 
Northwest Counties League Premier Division. They were on the promotion push. They got promotion. How difficult was that time, especially knowing that you couldn't kind of contribute on the pitch? I'm sure you were involved in the in the team and 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 around the team. But how difficult was that? Yeah, I tried to give my input and my I gave my best support to lads from the side of the pitch. And obviously, I was there every game, pretty much supporting them on. But it was very tough watching them go on and get promoted. And it, it sort of felt like I'd not, not been a part of it, but not contributed as much as I would have liked to that uh, promotion push, which was unfortunate. And it was obviously it was tough for me watching them knowing I couldn't really do much about it. And obviously, you'll be hoping, like the rest of us, that we'll have our own promotion push to, to look forward to. It's the, the final push, what's that like to be around? I think you've just got to try and replicate what you've been doing the whole season because I feel like if you're in that position to get promoted or being with a shot of it, you're, you're doing okay as a club and as a team. I feel the biggest part of it is just doing what you're good at, knowing what you're good at as a team and just replicating what you've been doing throughout the season. Uh, and a lot of the time, or I should say 90% of the time, that usually does, uh, does the trick for you. And last year, it worked where... Avro was finished second in the Northwest Counties League Premier Division, which meant that they, it was a promotion and relegation playoff, which was actually against Lincoln United, who obviously Congleton played early on in the season. What was that match like to watch, knowing that it's that one game is going to decide whether you go up or, or you stay in the same league? It was very tough to watch that game. Obviously, we uh, we went 1-0 up in the first half uh, and then they equalised. I think it might have been late on in the first half or early second half and it was... After that point, it was nail-biting because it was obviously the fate of promotion hangs in the people on the pitch's hands and you can't really do much about it. You just have to watch on and open pray. Uh, and fortunately for us, it, it it did the trick and we uh, we scored late on. Jack Morrow scored around the 60th minute and that uh, ended up seeing us at the game and we obviously got promoted, so that was very good. What was that like to be part of a team that got promoted? It was brilliant. It was the lads were obviously buzzing and I feel like it meant a lot more to them as a club due to their history with how long they were in the lower leagues. Obviously, they came up through the Manchester Premier League uh, and obviously through the Northwest Counties as well. And I feel like promotion was very, very big for the club and it was brilliant to be a part of. And in terms of your own time and your own recovery, what was that like in terms of what? how did you stay motivated? What did you have to do to make sure that you, you were ready again for when the, the season started and when you were a- able to get back on the pitch? I feel like I reflected back to the time where I was playing just before I got injured because when I joined Avro, I started off very well uh, and I was flying. I was doing very well for them. Uh, and I feel like that was sort of motivating me to get back to that level and that sort of fitness level, get back to that point where I can keep doing that because I was really enjoying my football at that time and it was unfortunate that it had to be cut due to injury. When did you return to playing? Was it at the start of this season currently? Yeah, August of this season. So like right at this, I think I missed the first game uh, for Avro away at Emily and then after that I was back in the squad. Uh, so yeah, it was around five to six months that I didn't play. How good was it to be back playing again? It was brilliant to be back playing. It was quite a shock to the system, to be fair, because I was quite unfit when I got back playing. I didn't realise how far I was. But, yeah, nevertheless, it was it was very good to be back playing after such a quite a long time out. What's the league like above? Obviously, Congleton fans will, will be um, listening in interest. If Congleton do get promoted, that would be a league that would be in. What's it like in, in the league above? Yeah, the standard is good in the league above. I believe it is different to what we are in now and it's different to the Northwest Counties, but... I strongly believe if we do hopefully go up uh, and get promoted in that league, we will do well enough. Not just stay in that league, but hopefully be up there and uh, be pushing on. 
Now, at the start of October, you posted on social media, this was after a 4-0 FA Trophy win against Warrington Rylands, and you said, it's the best I've felt playing in a long time. What, what was it about that match? I think it was just that, uh, leading up to that game, I've done a lot of work with the coaches at Avro on, on my fitness and that sort of fitness side of things, getting back to match fitness, especially against a team from the league above as well, where we were seen as underdog going into that game. And I feel like I put in a very good performance uh, there as well. And I felt very good in myself, fitness-wise, ability-wise during that game. And that was, I think that was a that was a turning point for me from struggling, coming back from injury. And then I hit that, that point and then I feel like that's where it turned for me. Does it sometimes just take that one game and then that's a turning point? Is that kind of all, all it can sometimes take? Yeah, I feel like sometimes the, the realisation hits you when, say, if you've been doubting yourself or you've not been up to scratch with what you're doing, it can take, can be one game, it can be a couple where you put in good performances or just how you feel when you're playing. It, it certainly can be one game. It can just change how you feel about how you're playing and what you're doing. And we're coming up to now when you joined Congleton... I think it's fair to say that you've kept a good relationship with the club because even at the start of this season and pre-season, we saw you down at a few Congleton games when you weren't playing. Um, so have you still kept that good relationship with the club? Yeah, definitely. Even when I, was, when I wasn't playing at Congleton over the past couple of years, I've always been down. I've had a very good relationship with Chris Rowley for years. Um, I've know, I know him very well. as He sort of brought me into the first team and showed me the ropes when I was 17, 18. I was at Stoke uh, and I've always had good relationships with Duffs and a lot of the lads that we, I play with uh, that are in the team are local lads I know nearly all of them personally so I've yeah I've definitely always had a good relationship within the club So when the opportunity came to return to Congleton did you jump at the chance? The club had approached me during pre-season uh, and asked if I was open to returning but I feel like at, at that point I still wanted to play for Avro I wanted to challenge myself uh, in that Northern Premier Division but when it came to it not working out Avro I feel like that was when my calling came for Congleton to come back and showcase what I can do. How has it changed during your time away? There's a different vibe around the club, as I mentioned earlier. I feel like there's a lot more positivity. The fans, the players, everything's just changed and it's changed for the good as well because obviously we've been showing that with results recently and obviously the lads have showed that last season with their cup runs and their, their silverware as well. And from a personal perspective, how do you feel you've developed since leaving Congleton? Would you say that you've developed as a player since then? Yeah, definitely. When I was first at Congleton, I was only 17, 18 years old. So I've developed definitely as a player. I've developed physically. My knowledge of the game has, has increased significantly. Uh, and I, yeah, I'm definitely a different player to what I was when I was younger. What is it that kept you coming back to Congleton to kind of to watch? Because you're local, aren't you? I live in Mostly, yeah. It's a mixture of that and just my relationship um, with the people of the club. As I mentioned, I've had a good, I have a very good relationship with Chris Rowley. Uh, that spanned over a few years now. Uh, and just, yeah, playing for my local team and obviously the, the buzz around the town now is, is brilliant. And yeah, it, I, I couldn't turn it down when it came up. When, when you did join, did you think, oh, I really want to make an impact now? Yeah, definitely. I feel like I, I know I had a conversation, obviously, with the management duffs and Andy, what he expected of me and what he asked of me when I came in. And I feel like I sh I've showcased that pretty well so far. and hope to continue to do that as well. You scored on your first start back and actually it was five goals in your first four starts for Congleton. Is confidence a big thing as a, a striker and actually making a good start and going on a run of scoring goals must be a great way of doing that. 
yeah, definitely. Confidence is a very, very big thing, not just within football, just within everything. I feel like when you've got your confidence, you believe in yourself a lot more, obviously, to do what you're capable of doing. And I feel like that brings you on leaps and bounds. Like I said, you scored goals for uh, other teams. But is there a better feeling than scoring for your hometown club? No, definitely not. The buzz around the stadium on match day is brilliant. And then obviously back end all with goals in front of people that are coming and spending the money, obviously, in the hundreds as well. It's, it's brilliant. As we mentioned earlier, it seems like you never score a tap-in. Um, just a couple of the of, of the goals I want to I want to speak about. I think it was your full debut back. It was the first start against Loughborough in the FA Vars. You scored the third goal. Um, what do you remember about that one? I just remember a cross getting put in by Marco and I've, I've gone to set Pete back uh, and the touch has just sort of bounced up in the air and I just thought I'd throw my, throw my body over it and see what happens. And obviously, it's, it's kind of just try, I've just tried to direct it towards goal and obviously I've done just that. And I think as well, I think there's a, the, the photos have been shared recently again on social media of your celebration. Is that just pure passion? Yeah, it's just it's just the buzz of scoring. You, you can't really change that feeling really when you score a goal, especially when you, you're doing it in front of such a big crowd. And then the Runcorn Linnets game in the Cheshire Cup, two goals in two minutes. Yeah, that was a, that was a very good game. That we obviously tried something different in that game with the uh, formation wise. I've put me as the set of forty, put Brian as the ten. Uh, and I feel like that worked very well in that game. And obviously, we, we shot them uh, quite a bit because they are in the league above and they're a very high-flying team in the league above as well. But I feel like that just showcases what we're about and what we can do. Uh, and it helps and it shows that we could, uh, hopefully, if the chance comes to get promoted, we could do well in the league above, uh, especially showcasing stuff against like teams like that. And that was a case, again, of you just... I don't even think you looked at the, the net. You just seemed to know where the goal was. Yeah, no, it, it, it was a good finish uh, on my left foot as well. I feel like when you get half a yard in the box, strike, I feel like I've got that knack to just know sort of where the goal is and just to sort of direct it into that. And you mentioned about the fact that teams above, obviously another game where we beat a team that plays in a league above is Witten. Um, and you scored in that one as well. You scored the first goal recently. It was a long ball from Dave Parton. Tom Hampton flicked it on. And then you still actually had quite a lot of work to do. Those one-on-one situations, where, where, when the goalkeeper's running out, obviously people will think, oh, you just have to put it past the, the goalkeeper. But it was a little bit of an awkward height as well. How difficult can those finishes be, though? Yeah, it can be awkward when it's bouncing like that because the keeper hadn't fully come off his line. He was sort of half there, half not. But I had a quick look up and saw that he was far enough off uh, his line and I was just able to lift it over him. And that obviously was a big goal as well because obviously we're still in the quarterfinals of the mid and league club after the Schiffnall game was postponed. We know we're going to go to Crew in the in the Cheshire Senior Cup semi-finals. How much do you enjoy a cup game? Definitely, especially playing against teams that are higher up than you. I feel like it just brings you that that sense of occasion of uh, playing against teams that maybe think that they are sort of cruising uh, and, and for an easy win. But I feel like that underdog mentality is has really helped us previously in Cups as well. And I feel like it will uh, coming up to those games as well, especially the crew one. What's it like being back at the club? Uh, it's been brilliant. It's brought a lot of pride for me playing for my hometown, uh, especially with a lot of the lads that I've grown up with. I've got lads like Ethan, who I've known through school. I've known Ethan for the best part of 15 years, 16 years now. And it's like a, a lot of the lads as well. Dan Needham, I knew before I went to Stoke. Brian, I've known for a few years now. Just local lads that I know and I enjoy playing with. And it's just it's just playing football with your mates. It's brilliant. And we've spoken about the fact that you have played at a few different clubs over the last few years, which is not unusual as well, by, by the way, in, in the yeah. non-league. But do you feel like now you wanted to settle 
down and and you think that is the club here at Congleton? Yeah, definitely. For me at the moment, it's just about staying and playing football and there's, there's no better place for me to do it than Congleton Town. What do you enjoy the most about being part of Congleton Town? Probably the buzz around the town over the past year with the winnings that we've had and obviously the, the fans as well. Uh, I feel like the difference between what it was when I was uh, 17, 18, we were averaging probably about 150 to 200 fans every week and now it's gone from that to... 650 to 700 every single week it's it's brilliant really it's I can't credit the fans enough and I saw an interview with you recently talking about the resilience project is that right do you want to tell us a little bit more more about that yeah the resilience project is a um a charity sort of fundraising project a man I know set up and I've known him Mark Reese is his name I've known him for years he was a coach at Crow Alexandra when I was first there uh, I've known him since I was very young it's a project he set up to help raise money for charities and it's all around football and again, in the video, you said that, yes, you have ambitions of playing higher up in the pyramid, but for now, it's all about enjoying your football. How important is that to you? Yeah, definitely. After the last few years of maybe being at a few clubs and not enjoying my football, for me right now, the enjoyment is the most important thing. I feel like I'll take that with me uh, in future as well, wherever I end up in my career. If I'm not enjoying it, then there's no point in doing it in my eyes. What is it that football gives you? What, what is it that you've got out of football and what, what is it that drives you? I think it's the success that you can have within the game. And obviously, there's the highs that you get from football are very, 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 very good. So I feel like that's, all, that's what I take with me whenever I'm playing. Just, yeah, just the highs of the game are brilliant. And I asked a few players last week about their match day routines. What do you do pre-match? Is there, have you got any pre-match rituals? Scrambled egg on toast is my pre-match food, and I've done that for years now. Uh, it's just something I've always done with me, and... Uh, yeah, that's, that's my only ritual pre-game. So, the final question, how I end every podcast with a player, if you could play alongside any player in world football, who would you choose to play alongside and why? Uh, it's a tough one. But I always wanted to play alongside Ricardo Fuller when I was younger. Uh, he was my hero growing up, obviously being a Stoke fan. Uh, I feel like he's the first player I watched and, saw and thought, yeah, I'd love to play with or, or learn and speak to Ricardo Fuller. I've got to say, when Tom Hampton said that on the last podcast, I was kind of adamant that that was going to be the only person who would say it. And then you've gone and said it straight after. And the irony of that is I, I haven't actually listened to Tom Hampton's podcast yet, so I've not, I've not just said that because he said it either. That would be some forward line. Max McCarthy, Tom Hampton and Ricardo Fuller. That, that would score quite a few goals. Bags of goals in that front line. <laughs> brilliant well thanks a lot for your time Max really really appreciate it and and, and again it's great to, to see you back at Congleton thank you very much cheers thanks to Max and he and the rest of the team will be hoping to get back on the pitch on Saturday when the Bears travel to Whitchurch Allport now if you listen back in September you'll have heard Congleton ladies player Holly Wurzwick talk about her comeback to the football pitch that's because after four brain surgeries she made her competitive return she spoke with positivity and wanted to raise awareness about getting symptoms checked if things don't feel right. Sadly, Holly recently received scan results which reveal the tumour has started to regrow and next week she'll undergo brain surgery for the fifth time. Still with a positive mindset and wanting to help others, Holly is back to share the latest in her story, starting with a reminder of what we spoke about on the podcast last year. My first surgery was in February 2021. And it all started when I went to um, Specsavers for a OCT scan and it was just a regular checkup. 
Um, so the OCT scan revealed that on the right-hand side of my head, there was severe swelling. So my optic nerves were three to four times the size they should have been. So that was the first surgery. So that was on the 16th of February, 2021. I then had a second surgery a month later because that one got infected, which meant that they had to remove part of the skull. The third surgery was in July 2021 and then that was when they fitted the aluminium plate in place of where they took the skull out and then the most recent surgery was in January 2022 where it started to regrow so that's the most recent surgery and then so I've had four already surgeries brain surgeries already. And Holly, you recently shared an update on social media explaining your latest scan results. Do you mind telling us what that update is? So my recent scan results have showed that the tumour started to grow back in pockets and it's not just in one place. It's in an area, but it's not all together, um, if that makes sense. So I shared it on my Instagram and... that is what the results have shown so it's grown back in pockets so the treatment for this is a fifth brain surgery where they're going to try and remove part of the grade one tumor and then it's supposed to be eight weeks of radiotherapy that's going to be a few months a few weeks after i've recovered from the brain surgery they're then going to hit it with uh, proton radiotherapy which is a new type of radiotherapy and apparently there's only two places in the UK that do it uh, one being Manchester and the other one being London. And did that come as a complete shock to you? Had you experienced any of the symptoms before this again? I would probably say that it actually yeah I would say it was a complete shock because I wasn't expecting it at all. Um, It's been over two years since my last surgery now and I thought it was over um, so yeah I was quite shocked but no I hadn't really I didn't have any symptoms apart from headaches but they did say that that was going to be normal for me um, but apart from that no I didn't have any symptoms at all this time around. And you've posted this on social media you've said that you're happy to talk about this on the podcast why is it important to you to raise awareness of this? It's really important to me to raise awareness for this because I just, I think people don't realise how severe it actually is and how much it's impacted my life, taking so many things for granted that I didn't even realise I was grateful for in the first place, Um, from doing things like going and having a shower by myself, um, being able to wash my hair, being able to walk up and down the stairs. Um, it's just, it's so, so important that people know the signs and symptoms of it because it, and people that, and people need to go and get checked out if they think something is wrong. And we've seen you playing for the Congleton Town ladies this season. How supportive have your teammates been since the news? Oh, my teammates have been absolutely amazing. And also my coaches, not even just for the second team, but for the first team as well. The coaches have been amazing. Um, They've asked if they can do anything for me. 
Um, and all my teammates are still really, really supportive and I've got really close with quite a few of them as well. So um, I'm sure they'll be around to visit after the surgery. And we spoke before your first competitive game back last September. What's this season been like to be back playing again and part of Congleton Town? Oh, this season has been amazing so far. It's been really nice to be back playing competitively because it has been a while. It's been a challenge, though, to get my fitness back up and it's never going to be 100% ever again, but it's been a real challenge for me, especially trying to play for as long as I can. If we don't have enough players, for example, uh, on that weekend, Um, So I think the most I've played this season is probably 75 minutes um, in a game, which is really, really good for me to say. But I've absolutely loved every minute of it and I will definitely be back after my surgery. And what's the message you now want to share to people? For anyone to get anything checked out, even if they think it it will be fine, um, you should always double, triple check because your health is the most important thing. Um, And like I say, you never realise what uh, you have until it's gone. And I just want everyone to realise that. And it sounds cliche, but I didn't realise how lucky I was um, because the original tumour was the size of a grapefruit. But now get things checked out, enjoy every minute and do what makes you happy. And of course, we wish Holly the very best ahead of her surgery. Holly has been playing for the ladies' reserves team this season and they're away at Crew Ladies on Sunday. As mentioned earlier, the men's first team will hopefully be in action away at Whitchurch on Saturday. On the same day, the reserves play Broadheath Central at the Cleric Stadium. That's a 2pm kickoff. Come on the Bears and thank you for listening to the Congleton Town Football Club podcast. Go!